This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast that takes a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we preview the NASCAC Fall Qualifier for the Bates women's golf team. Plus, the field hockey team is up to number 10 in the country in the latest rankings after a thrilling overtime win at Trinity. And meet the women's cross-country runners who took first, second, and third at the main state meet, leading the Bobcats to a seventh straight state championship. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates field hockey team traveled to Trinity on Saturday and defeated the Bantams 2-1 in overtime as junior Anna Cody scored the game-winning goal in the 67th minute. With the victory, the Bobcats moved up to number 10 in the national rankings, and Cody was named the NASCAC field hockey player of the week, and Anna Cody is also our female Bobcat of the week. Well, Anna, first question, obviously. Take us through the game-winning goal there at Trinity. Yeah, so it was overtime, and it had been eight minutes into overtime, so we are all very, very tired and ready for it to be over, but... We, we put up a really good defensive front through overtime, and they hadn't really made it past the defending 50, and we had like a strong offense going. And Sarah, who played amazing during overtime defensively, got the ball, and she passed it to me. And I got into the circle, and I just did what <laughs> my coach had been telling me to do and just shoot the ball. And I shot it, and it was lifted in the air, and I love those shots, and so <laughs> that went in, and we were all super excited. Yeah, it looked like as you were handling the ball, I mean, I had a very long way view on the web feed, but it looked like as you were handling the ball in the circle, it might have bounced off either the defender yeah. or your stick. How'd that go? Yeah, so I shot the ball, and the defender got a stick on it, and it bounced through the air, and then I just one-timed it out of the air into the goal. Excellent. And then um, you mentioned overtime. It is so different because it reduces to, what, seven on seven? Yeah. So what's that like playing seven on seven? Uh, I mean, the field probably feels huge at that point. Yeah, the field is huge. It's very, very tiring, and it really brings us back to, like, honestly, who's in the most in shape. And I think our coach is really emphasizing so much conditioning in the beginning of the season brought us through that. And so it's really just like a possession game at that point, just whoever holds onto the ball longer tires out the other team and then eventually just goes and takes a shot. You know, you dominated that game statistically in terms of shots and whatnot. Um, Trinity, obviously, last year beat Bates in overtime. Was that in the back of everyone's head going in overtime this time? <laughs> yeah, it was. I think we were all ready for it to turn our way this year. It was a really sad loss last year, but I think we dominated most of the game, and so it was honestly really upsetting that we were even going into overtime. A lot of calls didn't go our way, mm. and so we were just really ready to prove ourselves and get out there and score right away. And so this season, I've asked a couple other field hockey players about this, but almost basically everyone back from last year. Grace Biddle graduated, but everyone else back. What's that been like having, you know, kind of running it back with the same teammates and, you know, some new first years as well? Yes, it's amazing. Um, we have a really, really great team chemistry, especially just losing one player. We all play together very, very well. And it's nice not having to restart and, like, figure out our groove. We just go off of last year. And so it's been really nice having the same core group and especially throwing the first years in. They've been amazing and they're all working very, very hard. So it's very promising. You got a road non-conference game Tuesday against UNE and then back-to-back home games. You're finally back home, yes. uh, back to Bates weekend. How excited is this for you? Very exciting. We've been away for a long time. And so it'll be nice to finally be at home and get a bunch of the parents here for Parents Weekend will be really, really exciting. And what's it like for you, for you specifically to have your older sister Paige on the team for another year? I love it. We play so well together. She's my favorite person to play with. And so it's really exciting playing with her. And hopefully 
we can have a really great last season together. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, she's a she's a forward. You're kind of hybrid midfielder forward. What is kind of your role? Because we have you as both a midfielder and a forward. I play inner, which is in between the forwards and the mids. Okay, yeah. And so I work really close with the right mid and the right forward, which is Paige and Lauren. Okay. And so we kind of like work really closely, make, making up the sideline together. So you've been obviously playing with your sister for years now. So what's yeah. that chemistry like, you know, working together here? Yeah, I do, we just know what each other are going to do on the field. I know where she's going to run after she passes me the ball. She knows where I'm going to run. And so we just connect very well since we've been playing with each other for our whole lives. So a little bit off the field, you've done a lot of work in the community. You work for United Ambulance. Tell us about that. Yeah, I work at United Ambulance with Lauren Salazar as well. Okay. And we took the EMT short term two years ago. Mm. And I just love working in the community and being a part of something that's especially right outside Bates College. It really shows me a lot about the community and the people around me and shows me something that I just really haven't grown up with and experiences that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So how do you find time, I, I want to ask? Because, like, I mean, you've got obviously your classes, you've got field mm -hmm. hockey. How do you find time to also work with United Ambulance? Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's honestly something that means a lot to me. I want to go into the medical field later in life, and so it's really good training for that, and it's something I'm very passionate about and interested in. Are you working, like, nights, or how does that go? I haven't been working that much during season, oh, okay. but a lot in the summer and during the breaks, and then... Later, after we're out of season, I'll work weekends, usually, yeah. Gotcha, great. And then you did some field hockey, hosted field hockey clinics. Tell us about that. Yes, so I do a lot of coaching through my club team, as well as helping out with Bates and helping out with um, local high schools. I love coaching. I've done it for a very long time now, and it's just something I'm very passionate about, helping younger kids. I love working with younger kids and helping them learn. Yeah, so what's the field hockey community like in Maine, especially among the youth? You know, is it growing quickly? It is growing quickly. Yeah. I think every high school in Maine has a field hockey team, and it has a lot of kids that are very eager to learn. I think at almost every high school there's a player that plays club, and so I know a lot of people from that. And we've, like, grown up playing together, and now we're coaching together at clinics, and it's, it's a huge community, yeah. Tell me a little bit about, you mentioned you love coaching. What is it about it that makes it a passion of yours? Yeah, I love working with kids, and so I think – helping kids and helping them to grow in something that I'm myself very passionate in is just something that's very, very valuable, I think. Great. So I guess just looking forward, where are some keys to success down the stretch for the Bobcats? Yeah, we have a very hard schedule coming up, a lot of NESCAT games for double headers, And so I think just really pushing into the conditioning that we had before and pushing through. And if we play our game, then hopefully it'll be a really great season. All right, Anna Cody, one of our Bobcats of the Week and the NESCAT Field Hockey Player of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The women's golf team plays fourth out of ten squads at the Wesleyan Invitational over the weekend, but the real test for the Bobcats is this Saturday and Sunday when they host the NESCAC Fall Qualifier at Martindale Country Club. The top four teams at the qualifier will make this spring's NESCAC Championships something the Bobcats have never done as a team. With a talented group of players and the home course advantage, this is, as Bates senior Alex Voigt-Shelley puts it, the Bates women's golf team's one big shot to do something amazing. Well, Alex, you're a senior now, but you were telling me off-air, women's golf hasn't hosted anything at Martindale Country Club since you were a first year, and that was like the weird COVID season. So how excited are you to host the NESCAC qualifier this Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, I'm so excited. I think uh, this is the tournament that both myself and the team have really been looking forward to um, our whole semester. Um, and yeah, I mean... I'm really excited personally because the last time I played in a tournament at Martindale was my freshman year and there were only two other teams there and um, it, it was just, just kind of a tournament, you know, it, and and this is this is massive. This is our, our NESCAC qualifier and I think this is our one really 
big opportunity to get to NESCACs in the spring because only four teams, um, at least for the women, only four teams <laughs> qualify. So I think we're all really looking forward to competing this weekend and doing our best there. Yeah, four teams qualify, but also you can qualify as an individual, which you have in the past. Last year, I believe you studied abroad, though, in short term. Is that <laughs> right? So you, you missed on the tournament itself. But tell me a little about the study abroad experience then. Yeah, um, I mean, I was gutted to miss NESCACs, yeah. of course. Um, I love playing that tournament. Um, but yeah, I went to Budapest. <laughs> um, I had a really great time there. And yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't go abroad um, during a semester because of golf season. So um, I thought it might be good to take an opportunity to travel a little bit at my time during my time at Bates. Um, and I, I'm happy I did it. I, I had a really great experience there. Any golf courses in, in Budapest? <laughs> Not that I saw. Not that you saw. Um, <laughs> but maybe one day I'll go back. <laughs> and so obviously, you know, you did compete at NESCACs two years ago and also when you were a first year. So what was the experience like? The first year experience probably was a little different, uh, but what was it like the last, you know, the two times you did compete there? It was a tough tournament, I yeah. think, for me because it was it was hard, at least for, I think, schools in Maine because it snows until April and then we have our NESCAC championships, like, first week of May. Um, so it can be hard to practice, but um, I was really grateful for the opportunity. I mean, since only four teams qualify, it's important as as a team to play your best, but also individually to play your best so that you can try and qualify and try and qualify with your team. So Maddie, Nerea, and I all qualified, and that was something that was um, really special for us. And um, last year, Ruby and I both qualified. So um, that was also really special. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to trying to do that again this, this season and uh, trying to get the whole team there. Yeah, because obviously the goal is to get the whole team and um... – you know, you don't play with any of your teammates, though, right? You play with other players from other schools. So what's that kind of experience like? Because you don't really know how your teammates are doing, right? Yeah, I, I mean, every once in a while I'll, I'll go over to our coach and be like, hey, like, how's everybody yeah. doing? You know, um, just trying to make sure that, that everybody's doing okay. But I, I think at the start we all try and be really positive before our tournament and I just try to remind everybody that only the next shot matters and – um, pars are our friends, <laughs> yeah, coach right. always says. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think this time around we're we're all just mentally pretty ready, and and um, I think we have to be. <laughs> That's the, the the key, really, is, is that mental game. Yeah, you mentioned pars are your friends because I feel like it could be tempting to maybe like be over aggressive sometimes. Is that something that you you know try to be aware of? Because I know uh, you know. Abby's mentioned that you're very consistent, very steady. Is that so? You're something you kind of keep in mind. Yeah, I, I, I think especially at other tournaments that are in our our home match, I try and stay. I have a game plan for yeah. for what I'm going to do, a, a strategy, um, and I I know myself. I'm confident in in my game, and and I know where I'm more confident and where I'm less confident. So it's easy for me to make those sort of decisions of whether or not I play aggressive or not. I think this next weekend I'm going to be pretty aggressive <laughs> okay. um, just because I know that course. I've played it so right. many times. I'm familiar with the pin placements. I, I know my distances, and 
I'm really ready for it, and I think the whole team is as well. Yeah, certainly, and I, we saw the home course advantage. Men's golf did so well in the spring at NESCACs, and do you feel like that home course advantage could factor in for the women also? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think it's this is our one big shot, mm. I think, for to do something amazing, um, and uh, I, I hope that that's what comes out of it, really. Um, but, yeah, it's always nice to be able to play at home because, you know, we hardly ever get to host other people, and... The last time I played it in a tournament, I was playing with my teammate, Ellie, who was a senior at the time. And, you know, so uh, that was really fun. But, you know, now we've really got to get into that competitive mindset and not just play um, that course as practice, but play it um, as if we own it. Right. And uh, speaking of that, in terms of the course, break it down a little bit. Are there any make or break holes, any particular holes that kind of stand out as being critical to, you know, having a good round or are they all, you know, it's the same? I mean, there's definitely a couple of holes that I'm going to be looking out for. I think the 11th hole, the green is a bit tough. It's Mm. kind of um, just all sloped in one direction. Um, So you really need to be able to know where you hit that, where you need to hit that ball and what club you need to use. I also think... The ninth hole is always a bit tough because it's just straight downhill. Um, par three, that's the ninth hole. So that can sort of make or break your next nine. And, and mm. you want to make sure that um, you play that hole well. I've been taking notes. You know, I'm 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 ready to go. I, I think as long as you have a good strategy and um, you know what to do, then you're, you're going to be fine. Do the teams coming in get any sort of practice round or are they coming in and playing right away on Saturday? I think... They'll practice around on Friday. At okay. least they'll be able to walk the course. I, okay. I do know um, that some of the, at least some of the players on some of the teams have played it before. Right. So. How many times are you playing it this week to get ready? <laughs> I played it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I played it twice last, three times last week, I mm. think. Um, I've just been trying to play uh, a lot, but, you know, you also need days to practice what you weren't so good at when you were playing so um doing a lot of putting hitting a lot of iron shots working on those um and i think so far our practice has been uh, pretty good now this past weekend you were at the wesleyan invitational how did that go from your perspective it went pretty well <laughs> um uh just based on the kind of conditions mm. um i think the coach over there uh, really, really did his best yeah. in in what it was bad weather, right? Yeah, only nine holes on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it rained like all day, all night Friday, and then was raining in the morning Saturday. And the back nine of that course was completely flooded, uh, so we couldn't play that. So I mean, if the back nine's flooded, the front nine's going to be pretty wet as well. Um, but we managed to play eighteen, um, just the two nine, the front nine twice on that day and then only nine on the yeah. second day but uh yeah i mean it was it was a fun tournament um but it was tough conditions yeah what's the forecast like this weekend i've heard rain oh, okay <laughs> um, <laughs> but i've heard maybe rain later in the day okay. so i'm i'm hoping that it stays dry for us but honestly you know, it's Maine. I I think we've all at this point played in rain so much that we know what to do and we're ready for it. Alex, any other thoughts you wanted to share on the NESCAC qualifier coming up this weekend that we haven't got to talk about yet? I would just encourage people to come out and come watch us because this is 
I mean, our, our first home event in, what, three, four years, and um, nobody can come see us when we're at Williams or Wesleyan right. or anything, so um, we would love it if people could come and, and watch us and cheer us on. I just want to say how proud I am of this team. I think we've all worked really hard. We've all grown a lot together, and I'm I'm so excited to see what we can do this weekend because I'm I just love this team, and I love my teammates and I'm I'm so proud of them and I, I just really can't wait to play this weekend and to have it be my senior year and to be able to play with them. Should be a great experience. Top four teams make Nets Very exciting opportunity for the Bates women's golf team. Alex Foyt-Shelley, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. The cross-country teams traveled to Bangor on Saturday and competed in the main state meet, with the men placing second out of 12 teams and the women winning their seventh straight state title. Not only that, but for the first time in recent history, Bates had runners cross the finish line in first, second, and third place, respectively. Sophomore Elizabeth Holcomb won the 6K race in 22 minutes, 21.2 seconds. Senior Chrissy Amon took second, and senior captain Isabel May finished third. The exciting trio of runners joined the Bobcats to look back on a dominating performance by the Bobcats. Well, the Bobcats got one, two, and three individually at the main state meet, dominating the competition on their way to a seventh consecutive state title. Elizabeth Holcomb, Chrissy Amon, and Isabel May joining us here on the Bobcast to talk about Elizabeth, an individual state title. I know you were runner-up last year. What was it like to cross that finish line first? Oh my gosh, it was really exciting. I don't know. I mean, saw Jill 30 seconds ahead of me last year, and I was just excited to be finishing behind her. And I definitely like knew going in that this was a possibility. And kind of halfway through the race, I was, I don't know, it, it pumped me up. It was, it, it's really exciting. And Christy, this was a 6K this year, right, for the main state meet, and the past has been a 5K, so well, like with that extra kilometer there. <laughs> I was really scared. I usually tend to get worse as the distance goes up, so that was a little nerve-wracking, but I think I did a much better job pacing than I normally do <laughs> with the help of my teammates. <laughs> and Isabel, did all three of you run together pretty much the whole race? Yeah, so the plan was kind of for Elizabeth to just, like, take off and do her thing, but then, um, and then the pl- the other part of the plan was for, like, Chrissy and Phoebe and I to kind of, like, stick together and work together um, behind her, and I think we went out and, like, executed really well, and it was so helpful to, like, have my teammates just, yeah. like, out in front of me and with me, and it was awesome. Uh, Elizabeth, unlike Chrissy, you love the extra kilometer, right? Yeah, I think I definitely thrive off the last kilometer. I think it's, like... When I hit the 5K, I know it's just, like, kind of time to pick it up. And, yeah, so I, I kind of love it. But Chrissy, I think she had a lot of doubts, but she killed it. It was nice to have, like, a very visible target in front of me. <laughs> um, it really kept my eyes up, which was nice. Are you talking about her, her orange hair? Yeah. Oh, well, Elizabeth, you did this last year, right? You, don't, you, you dyed your hair orange for the state meet? I, I either dyed it. I don't know if I dyed it orange for the state meet, but it was probably, like, for around this time last year yeah i like the orange hair and honestly like chrissy had me as a target but i was looking back and she was kind of like fueling me to keep going (laughs) so there's some healthy competition i'd say excellent you're one of the captains here right yes so what's it like being one of the captains and leading everyone it's really awesome we have like an amazing group this year that is just like works really well together running but also just like as a group of friends and it's Mm -hmm. been so much fun to just like really kind of lock in this year and I think we were like feeling a little bit 
lost maybe in the beginning because mm-hmm. we lost so much of our top seven. Um, but it's been really exciting to just like have everybody come back this year and be really excited about being better than they were last year mm-hmm. um, and improving and working together um, and just like going out and having fun. And it's been mm-hmm. like really amazing to see everyone do that. And speaking of that, Chrissy, I think everyone who scored points was in the top 10 in the entire state, right? I mean, what was it like to have that much depth? It was honestly crazy, and I knew from our little Roy's <laughs> meet that we had some really good depth, but I feel like there are so many people who I saw putting in the work this summer, and I think it really like paid off and showed. Um, our top five had like a really tight like time yeah. distribution, mm-hmm. which was really awesome to see. Yeah, I think we might have had our top five in the top seven. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. Not- yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, not not that that really matters. I don't know. But, um, Even better. It's really exciting to, I mean, we, obviously we lost some, like, really important, lovely seniors last year, like Jill, our, our star. But I think we have a really tight top five, top seven, top ten, you know. Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a really deep yeah. group of And it's great, girls. like... You look around when you're in the race and you see all your teammates and it's like, oh, these are the people that I work out with. These are the people that like mm-hmm. I'm familiar with. It's mm-hmm. really great to be able to run with like that. And Isabel, what's the course like up there in Bangor where you ran? Um, it's pretty flat yeah. on for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's goes through some fields for a while and then you kind of go back into the woods and there's a hill and then the hill is like deceptively long. <laughs> um, part of it's really steep and it was like two loops of that. Um, it was nice. Honestly, the grass was a little long. Um, yeah. I think people were a little worried about that because it was kind of wet and cold, but um, it ended up being like a really awesome course and it was kind of fun because like Elizabeth and Chrissy were talking about like looking forward and looking back. There were a lot of turns where you could kind of like see everybody around yeah. you and it was really nice and like I, it was a fun course. I liked it. Elizabeth, is the orange hair for people to see where you're at? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it helped. Yeah. It wasn't exactly what I was, like, going for, but sure. Um, yeah. Well, we had, yeah, there was a shot of you. It looked like you were running through, like, the very tall grass. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was not mowed. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know. We had some pretty big spikes on to get yeah. through that. So... Yeah, it was, it was definitely a switch from Roy's where we had really nice paved, not paved, very nice mowed short grass. But I think we kind of, I don't know, it didn't matter. We did great. And, and Chrissy, I mean, I know we talked during the outdoor track and field season. You didn't really have a cross-country year for yourself really last year, not much of one. So what's it like to be with this group now as a senior? It's awesome. I mean, I think that I love track, but I feel like cross country, it really feels like we're working as a team. Um, Obviously, we're still a team in outdoor, but like the racing just feels a lot more individual. So having your teammates there, like in the race to look at and like, I know ours, Isabel was like, you were always looking at me during the race. And I was like, okay, well, (laughs) she she was like my safety blanket. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's awesome to be able to, you know, I, I don't love cross country, but I love the team. <laughs> well, yeah, and Isabel, I mean, yeah, just running together is part of the fun, right? Oh, my gosh, it's so much fun. And it's, like, amazing to just be there and, like, be with some of your closest friends and just be, like, yeah. doing something really hard together. Yeah. But, like, and then also, like, the feeling of, like, success and, like, fulfillment that comes from, like, yeah. finishing a race and 
like doing really well. And I think yeah. it's like, especially like it's really exciting to see Chrissy have such a good cross country season. Um, I was <laughs> like, gonna say that too. It's, yeah, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Like I feel like with Chrissy, like I knew she had it in her. She's <laughs> such an incredible athlete, and it's awesome to like see it pay off finally. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, you know, one, two, and three. You know that we don't see that very often in terms of individuals. So. Um, Isabel, you must have been the one since you were third. You realized, oh, we got this top three when you crossed the line. Yeah, it was it was scary actually. There was a Bowden girl coming up behind oh. me, and everybody was screaming, and they were like, "Go catch the base girl!" And I was like, "Please don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> and then she didn't. But it was really like, I think we kind of like really worked together, and it was like a really awesome feeling like throughout the race to kind mm-hmm. of see Elizabeth pulling away, and then yeah. for us to be kind of like just in tow. Like I think Chrissy and I were very much like just like watching her go off and being like we should follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, and you guys did, you and we did, and it yeah. So it was really exciting to because af- honestly, at that point, I think once you score one, two, three, like it's pretty much impossible to like lose a meet. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I mean, I don't know. It's really it feels really good also to just yeah. kind of be carrying on such a legacy of success that the program has had, yeah. um, and to be a part of that history, it's very cool. Yeah, seven in a row. I mean, what does that mean to all of you? Oh my gosh. I, don't know. <laughs> I yeah, like I said, it's amazing, and I think it is especially so because like you come into the program as a first year and you see all these people who are so talented and Mm -hmm. so like mature and wise and like amazing human beings Mm -hmm. who are like working every day and like succeeding and like you kind of I feel like most of the time have this natural progression up to um like running like in your experience running through the team um and it just is like really nice to be a part of that and like kind of be carrying on what the people before you did yeah I think like last year was my I was a first year last year and I think I came into the program like not really I didn't really know about this like legacy of you know like the main state title every year um and I think I I don't know I think that goes to show that I don't know I think a lot of us choose this team and this school for a lot of different reasons and I really loved the environment of the women that I was surrounded by on the team and outside. So I don't know. We, I think the culture of the team is also like very conducive to mm-hmm. success. I think that's a big reason why. Yeah. Well, we had the Connecticut College Invitational not this weekend, but the following weekend, right? So what can we expect to see from that? As well, you ran at that before? Yes. I think we all have, right? Yeah. I yeah. So. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Not so great last year for, or two um, years ago? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really call it running. <laughs> more of a crawl. <laughs> My PR from before this week was from there because I'd only run one 6K and it was that. And I think I did run like a four-minute PR from that. <laughs> so um, hoping to set a personal course record there. I think, I think it... I know I'm excited because there'll be a lot of competition. It's a fast course mm-hmm. situated in like a super beautiful, oh my God, lovely it's gorgeous. area. Um, so I think hopefully we'll all be running really speedy. What 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 what's the scenery like? Is there water? Or? Yeah, it's yeah. like through these fields that are right on the ocean, right on the Long Island Sound. Long, yeah. I think. Hmm. 
So there's a little beach that I don't think you're supposed to swim in. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We definitely we didn't do definitely that last never did year. that. No, no. 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 Um, but yeah, it and like you can see kind of everyone the whole time. Like yeah. the fields are very open. It's lots of loops, so it's nice. It gives you something to look at for sure. It's something to look towards. So what's the training gonna be like? I mean, since you don't have a meet this weekend. Um, we have a, we have, I actually don't know what the workout is. I think uh, it's like have, a tempo, right? Yeah, we have a tempo workout on Saturday. I think the workout we have tomorrow is supposed to be like kind of a recovery situation. And I think as we get further into the season, like our mileage, our weekly mileage will kind of start to go down and the, we'll be working on more like speed oriented mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, the I lifts think. start to get less heavy. Yeah, we've been lifting a lot this We year. have. <laughs> it's been very exciting. I think it's been good, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, any other thoughts each of you wanted to share maybe on the main state meet we haven't gotten to talk about yet? I guess I'd just like to say how exciting it was to see all of my teammates really flourish and like yeah. just compete, I think, to everyone's best ability. It was really awesome to see that. Yeah, I think... I mean, I guess this is kind of about Maine State, it's kind of about the future. I think so far we've really only raced a few main schools and, a, I mean, Tufts and a few others, but I'm excited to, like, I don't know, we've we've sh- displayed a lot of our strengths and, like, shown what we can do, and I'm, I'm really excited to, like, get to con, and I think we'll be racing, I don't know, I think there'll be, like, 30 teams or something mm-hmm. there, and... I'm excited to like see where we shape up with some of the other NESCAC schools and other D3 programs. So it'll be good. Yeah. Um, something that really struck me weeks and weeks ago when we first got to preseason was just like how different the energy of the team and of the program felt when we got here. And it was really exciting because it was very clear to see that like the whole team had been putting in a lot of work over the yeah. summer and everyone was just genuinely really excited to be here. And I think that it just speaks to like the dedication of the team and everybody's individual excitement that like everybody is so committed to being successful, but also to just like enjoying the process and having fun. And I think that that's really where our success has been coming from this season. And it's it makes me really genuinely so happy to see it's it's been amazing. And I'm really excited to see where the rest of the season takes us. Yeah, it's exciting to like know that all my teammates are also super excited to compete and mm-hmm. be competitive. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, huge shout out to the parents of the Bates Cross Country oh, team. The food true. this weekend was fabulous. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, some, par- um, some parents brought a vegetable soup on a, on a camping stove mm-hmm. that was like just sitting there warming up for us after a race. It was delightful mm-hmm. <laughs> excellent so nothing like great food after a great yeah, victory right so. <laughs> <laughs> elizabeth uh chrissy and isabel thank you so much for joining us on the bobcast congrats again on getting one two and three in the main state meet thank, thank you, so you. our male bobcat of the week this week comes from the football team tight end and team captain Stephen garrett had a monster game against colby catching nine passes for 102 yards and two touchdowns all career highs while the bobcats fell just short against the mules Garrett is in the midst of a breakout senior season. Before we start talking about the game, take me through growing up. When you first started playing football, have you always been a tight end? What made tight end your position um, in the end coming to college? Yeah, so um, I was actually born on the West Coast. I was born in Washington, uh, Bellevue, Washington. Um, Moved to New Hampshire when I was uh, seven. Um, Grew up there, small town in Bowen, New Hampshire. 
Um, I started playing football in third grade. Uh, just It was a small town. Everyone kind of played soccer, and then I decided I want to play football. Um, I just immediately fell in love with it, loved the physicality of it. Um, I've also played baseball and basketball, but there the physicality was kind of punished, so I was always fouling out of games and stuff. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I, I love football, and um, I played pretty much every position uh, growing up. We we ran the ball a lot, so I played running back. Um, I played a little bit of QB. Um, defense, I played linebacker and safety. And then throughout high school, um, we were kind of a power run team, so I played running back there. And uh, I actually didn't start playing tight end until I got to uh, campus uh, my freshman year. And um, at that point, I'd grown a 6'3", around 200 pounds, and they said, if you can put on some weight, I'd like to see you uh, get the ball, get the ball in our offense. Um, it was when, back when we had the old coaching staff, kind of the spread offense, and looked to get the tight end the ball a little bit more. So I put on some weight, and uh, here I am. So what was it like making that transition? You would played so many different positions, and yeah. now another new one to learn. <laughs> yeah, so it actually, um, it was helpful knowing all those different positions, kind of knowing what other people did, and it helped me kind of matriculate into what I was doing knowing what the O-line did, kind of who I'm blocking for behind me, the running backs, knowing what the receivers are doing on the outside, and then also just on the defensive side of the ball. I kind of knew where I was going um, to block, to run routes, stuff like that. And um, did you model yourself after any uh, tight ends in the NFL or anything like that? Yeah, so uh, I know my coaching staff actually had me watch some some clips, some stuff of Travis Kelsey, of uh, George Kittle, you know, <laughs> yeah. the big names, just learn how to block, also try to be an athlete out there, make some guys miss, and uh, get in the end zone, stuff like that. Well, speaking of that, two touchdowns for you on yeah. Saturday, a big game against Kobe. What was really working for you in terms of getting open and making those plays? Yeah, so I think just our, our scheme going into it, uh, we really just wanted to find space, get the ball in, in space, and I uh, I was able to have the opportunity to throw with Colton over the summer. He lives in Massachusetts. Um, I'd drive down. Uh, every other week or so and just kind of build that relationship, build that chemistry. And I think as the season gets going, we're kind of finding that, that click and hopefully can continue to uh, find success like that. And now, you know, you're blocking sometimes, you're running routes sometimes. What's that balance like from a you know technique perspective, uh, knowing what you're going to do each play, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely a switch up. I mean, I always I like that word physicality. Coach is always trying to get me to run more physical routes, use that um, in the pass game, but also in the run game, kind of just getting in with those old linemen, uh, meeting with the old line coach kind of getting both sides of it and just being versatile and it's good take us through your two touchdowns break them down for us yeah so that first one uh, I believe it was after a long long pass on a on a broken play um, down inside the red zone and I saw the space I saw where the safeties were playing and I kind of knew the ball was going to come to me I knew Colton probably saw that same thing we kind of had that connection there Um, we worked on stuff like that and he put it up high and I just went and grabbed it and then on that second one uh, I think it was a long drive we've been uh, I think it was the third quarter or fourth quarter we were going down. We got same thing, red zone. Um, we just ran a play that we've been working on all week and worked out. Do you like being a red zone weapon there? Yeah, I like it a lot. Hopefully we can uh, start breaking some some long runs, some long passes. But uh, down in that red zone is usually where I can get, get some of that dirty work. Certainly. Um, well, being a captain this year, you're one of four captains on this team. What's that like, uh, Colton being one of the captains as well? Yeah, so the captains are me, Juno, yep. uh, Cole, and Colton, and I think – we all bring different uh, aspects of leadership to the table. Um, and just having such a young team, we have two big classes, freshmen, sophomores. Um, it's really just kind of lead by example, uh, kind of a committee of leaders. It's really we lean on our, our upperclassmen with us and just trying to uh, show them how to how to grow, how to be uh, mature when it comes to football, when it comes on campus, off campus, stuff like that. It's, we find 
we build a lot of good relationships with them. That's like what we like to do, hang out with them outside of football, just kind of pick them up and feel out who the individuals are and then go with that. Yeah, as a senior, I mean, we, we mentioned all the first years, 38 of them right now yeah. on this team. Um, what's that like from your perspective? I mean, kind of a smaller senior class, but showing these guys the way to hopefully, you know, build this program for this year and the future, right? Yeah, so both my class, the seniors and the juniors, kind of went through the coaching change, yeah. the COVID limbo, the yeah. a lot of adversity. So um, I think we've kind of been here. We've started to experience some stuff that maybe they, they haven't before. I know I remember when I was coming in freshman, it would have been nice to be able to connect with those seniors on the field because I think that's where a lot of the relationships come from. And then off the field, we get to know them as players. And since there's so many of them, it's kind of at first it was hard to learn people's names, <laughs> where they're from. But as the season goes on, it's just we're all connecting. And it's been cool. Everyone has their own different personalities. Everyone's from different places. We have a tons of kids from, from across the country. So um it's been good it's just a lot of them and I think we're we're really connecting as a team as the season goes on and now taking back when you were in high school what made Bates the place for you coming from New Hampshire yeah so both my uh, parents actually grew up in northern Maine and uh in the summers and winters we'd come up here and visit them they have some camps up on the lakes up there and I just I love New England I was looking around Vermont New Hampshire Mass uh, Maine and uh Bates when the Bates uh, coaches came looking for me and I uh got a chance to come to a trip to campus I really loved it. it was in the fall the game day atmosphere, um, the tailgate was amazing. All the parents were, were awesome, um, and I just really liked it. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, your first year, that was the first – that was COVID. Yeah. There was no season. Yep. No season. So, I mean, how did you handle things, and how did you finally kind of get going as a sophomore, sort of? Yeah, so my class, I think, really the guys that have stuck around. Yeah. We had some people transfer, some people drop sure. out, all that stuff that happens through COVID. But I think we've really kind of bonded through that, and then we've become really a tight-knit group. And then going to sophomore year, obviously that freshman class, they didn't have as many recruits either, um, Colton's grade and Juno, um, because of just the coaching change and, and COVID. Yeah. So we really, I think that group, we kind of became one class. We really just hang out all the mm. time. Um, we have really good relationships with each other and stuff. So I just think that going into sophomore, junior year, we just kind of build on it step by step, and here we are now. And so, I, you know, obviously I interview Matt Coyne every week, talking yeah. about building this program up, and uh, you guys are you're close. It's yeah. real close right now. What's the next step, in your opinion, to get in the win column this Saturday yeah. against Amherst? I mean, um, just from an internal perspective, but also outside perspective and stuff, I just feel you can kind of feel the buzz around the team, the electricity. We have the new turf. We have yeah. some new jerseys. We, we, we debuted the gray jerseys this past Saturday. You can really feel it. There's the more recruits. We have yeah. 40 kids coming in. I mean, the, we had a ton of recruits coming during the game and just that atmosphere, the fans, the, the families at the tailgate. Um, the new coaches, I mean, they're, they're awesome. We've had a couple of years now to work with them, the, the youth they bring, just the energy they bring. It's, it's from the top down. It's, it's amazing. So I think just, we just keep building every week. We're taking jumps. These, these young guys we've asked to kind of grow up pretty quickly. Every single week, you can take them leaps and bounds, and I think just one of these weeks, we're gonna—it's gonna click all at the right time. And this weekend is back to Bates family weekend, so are you, is your family gonna be there and everything? Yep, my uh, family's gonna be here. Hopefully, they can get my uh, grandfather down from Northern Maine mm-hmm. uh, for for the game. You know, he doesn't like to leave up there too much, <laughs> but uh, it'll be good. Um, I think my little brother might be able to make the trip up, um, and yeah, it should be good atmosphere. Does he play football? He doesn't actually. Oh. He's uh, about the same height as me. He's a lanky guy. He's a very good golfer and pitcher. Oh, great. Is he in college? or No, he's a senior in high school, and then my little sister is a swimmer at UNH. She's a sophomore in college. All right, excellent. Well, any other thoughts you want to share kind of like on the season so far? Anything else you wanted to mention we haven't got to talk about yet? Just for the season, I think just keep looking for uh, the young guys to make big plays. I think we got a lot of those guys out there that are really you're going to see them grow up. And other than that, I really think that the team, we just do what we do. Uh, everything's going to start clicking. We're right there. And we, we talk about it all the time. It's like 
we're we're firing, and then something will go a little off. And I think one of these one of these games, hopefully this game this week, uh, that's going to start firing all cylinders. All right, sounds good. Stephen Garrett, Mail Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. To give us a more in-depth look at the Bobcats' tight 3-24 loss Saturday to Colby, here's head football coach Matt Coyne. I saw in the paper after the game that Colby's head coach said that Bates outplayed Colby. What are your thoughts when you kind of hear that? Is that bittersweet to hear? I mean, is it cold comfort? How does that feel for you, I guess? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's bittersweet. Um, I thought our kids played really hard. I thought Colby was a good team. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, I appreciate that from Coach Cosgrove. But I think we just made too many mistakes to win that game um, when you look at it holistically in all three phases. Yeah, in terms of that, I mean, because you can play really well for, you know, 59 minutes, but if one minute of mistakes, I mean, that's what makes football so uh, pressure-packed, I guess, right? Yeah, and that's uh, that's really what, what happened. You know, we had a, a critical error um, on special teams right before half, um, you know, and then we had two two big plays um, on defense, you know, throughout the whole game, and, and when those things turned to points, obviously, you know, and then, you know, offensively we had a couple turnovers, you know, that, that really hurt us. Um, in some key areas so you know just had a, a few too many mistakes to to win a game and, and as we understand how difficult it is to win these games especially in rivalry games you know sometimes it just uh, doesn't work out your way at the end of the game obviously you had a drive or um, you know to win the game which is kind of where you want to be sort of a chance to you know um, have that opportunity I mean what do you think the guys kind of learned from that drive because it was a uh, you know you moved the ball and just couldn't quite get it in yeah it was uh, you know as we were going on that drive we wanted it to be the final drive you know we wanted to not leave any time on the clock um, and we were in a good position and and we had opportunities, you know, they were there and, and, uh, unfortunately we just didn't, we just didn't take them. Um, but you know, I think our guys played extremely hard and, you know, as you can see, the brand of football is getting better and better each week. And I think it's just some of these things we have to, to learn from, you know, and, uh, you know, some of our, you know, more experienced guys understand those moments and some of the other guys that don't have those experiences are, are going to learn from this, you know, and, and hopefully, um, flip the script and, and figure out how to win the game couple standouts in the receiving core. Um, a guy who I had to look at my roster to make sure it was uh, correct, Matthew Holmes. Mm-hmm. Sophomore, didn't know that name before, had that fumble. But after that, sensational game. What do you see from him? Matty's a, a great kid, um, high character. He works extremely hard in practice. A guy that, you know, isn't shy away from going on scout team and helping give a look, isn't shy away from anything on special teams. He's on multiple special teams units as well. And, and really glad to see him sort of pop um, and, and find sort of his groove in the game. Um, but, you know, that's what, you know, expects from the guys. You know, Matty's, Matty's a sophomore, and, and, you know, he worked his tail off throughout his first year, and now, you know, he's reaping the rewards from it. And Stephen Garrett, senior captain, I know you were excited about him when we talked before the year. Um, really a breakout game for him. He's always been a big target, but he seemed to be open all night. Yeah, he's uh, Steve's a warrior, and I think people don't see how much he does in the run game as well, mm-hmm. blocking, and, you know, he – He's a special kid, um, and we're very fortunate to have him, and obviously you know, it's exciting to see him have that big game. We know what he's capable of, and he can do that week in and week out. Um, we just got to keep continuing to find a way to find get him the ball. Speaking of captains, Matt Juno on the other side of the ball, I thought had a really good performance. What did you see from him? Uh, you know, a bunch of tackles, a couple of tackles for loss as well. Yeah, you know, Juno's been you know, obviously somebody who's heart and soul. You know, he, he loves football. He, he loves the team. He, he wants to win more than anybody, and uh, – you know, he puts his, his body on the line. Um, you know, he, he worked really hard on the defense side of the ball. And you know, I think we're just get, we're getting better there um, holistically. I mean, there's a lot of, of new people playing together there and, and, and sort of uh, finding their ways. And I think each week we're seeing the improvement, but it's just, you know, 
the the mistakes that that just all of a sudden turn into big plays you know and if we eliminate those explosive plays i mean we're we're way ahead of where we we are you know what i'm saying but it's uh it's one of those things that unfortunately it just doesn't work like that in this game sometimes and you got to go through it to figure it out well, it seems like Keon Smart, the running back for Colby, was able to get to that edge a lot. Um, uh, you know, what's the key to sealing off that edge in your mind in the terms of you know what the defense will be working on? Because I saw you know Berluti for Tufts did the same thing, kind of get to that edge. Yeah, and I think in, in all the situations we have the right fits. It's just making the plays and doing what we're supposed to do. I think you know on one of the swing passes we we had a guy that dove inside of his contain and tried to make a play, and and the, the receiver blocked him in, and it got him spring to the edge and. You know, Keon Smart's a, a, a very talented player, and I think, you know, he's one of the best backs in the league, in my opinion, um, just with his speed, quickness. Um, but again, you know, I think, you know, you look at the time possession, I believe, you know, Colby only ran like 48 plays or something like that, that, you know, if you take away the false starts and penalties. So, I mean, it's it's like we're doing a good job there. It's just we can't uh, we can't give up those explosive plays, and, and it's just it's it's a, it's frustrating. And it was uh, Parker's first ever appearance uh, at punter for Bates and had a number of good-looking punts. I mean, he looks like a really talented player, just maybe uh, some nerves for a first-time player here. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's unfortunate. But, you know, again, I mean, we talk about it all the time, like, it's a terrible moment. And, and honestly, if you look at the play, there's, they leap over the wedge, which is a 15-yard penalty that was, you know, confirmed to me sure. um, that they missed that call. So, I mean, it is what it is on the yeah. back end of it. But at the same time, I mean, you know, as I say all the time, like, to, you know, in this message to Parker is, you know, it's not going to be the worst thing life throws at you. And, and you're going to grow a lot from this. And, and, you know, in the second half, I put him right back out there to, to do it. You know what I mean? You have to you have to understand that, you know, we're still dealing with you know, young men right, that are, you know, learning and growing. And um, and you just got to keep instilling confidence in them. You just got to keep getting to work. You know, it's – one three is not where we want to be. But, again, that, you know – where we're at and, and, and the path and trajectory. We're working really hard to get there, and um, I think you see, you know, we're closing the gaps on teams and that are that are teams that beat us last year by a good amounts. So any other thoughts you want to mention about the game this past week before we look ahead to Amherst, uh, you, you know, thoughts, observations from it? No, I just think it's it's obviously a tough one to put to bed, mm-hmm. you know, because we felt that, that we had the opportunity to win that game, and, and obviously, you know, as I said every week, when you lose, it, it starts with me and the, and the coaching staff, and then it, and then it trickles its way down. So this one just stings a little bit longer, you know. Amherst, um, another home game here, a team you beat last year at Amherst. It was a big win for Bates, first time, you know, the Bobcats have beaten Amherst since 1999. Obviously, they're a little down right now, but they're coming in, I'm sure, looking for revenge, right? Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, Amherst, Coach Mills, their staff, like, I know them very well. They're very well coached. Um, you know, they work extremely hard, and, um, you know, they're going to be prepared for, for the game coming up here. And, and regardless of where they're at right now, like, you know, still Amherst is still a really good program, um, a lot of history there, and, and they have really good players. Um, and right now, you know, it doesn't matter who we play against. It really the focus is, is just on us. It's just eliminating our mistakes, making sure we're mentally prepared, we're sound. Um, that's what we're doing, you know, all day today is going through and making sure we have all of our, our, our systems in place and then getting our kids just to, to – get back to work, but also, like, have fun. Like, it, you know, it, it sucks to lose, but you, you don't really lose, you learn. And you just keep moving forward, and, you, and that's the beauty about this sport is, you know, we were in the same position last year, um, you know, just with some different scores, you know. So for us, it's just about keep moving, keep growing, keep building. You know, this is a process, and, and I think many everyone's aware of that. Um, and we just got to keep getting to work, you know, and just keep trusting it. 
Well, it's interesting because the first three games were night games. Normally, I ask the difference between day game, night game, or the other direction. But now, you, your first day game of the year, I mean, in terms of game day prep, how does that change anything? Yeah, just, uh, you know, obviously a lot more downtime on the night games. Yeah. You have to sort of get together early in the morning on uh, Saturday just to get the boys up and, and eat and just give them a quick check review. And now it's, now it's hey, you know, Friday night's our last night together, and then we'll see you in the locker room. And um, I think, you know, obviously it's a big weekend up here at Bates, and, and we're going to have a really, you know, really impactful crowd and you know our guys should be excited to be able to have that opportunity to play in front of the, the alums friends family and um you know very blessed to be able to to be able to you know play that game this weekend is back to Bates family weekend and there are a boatload of home contests for the bobcats starting friday at 6 p.m when the volleyball team hosts smith then on saturday women's golf field hockey women's soccer men's soccer volleyball and football are all at home with even more home games following on Sunday. Find the complete schedule at GoBatesBobcats.com, and we'll recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast. Thank you.